Across the Line podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today I have another special guest. He is a young entrepreneur and uh, the owner of the business line, La Familia Apparel and Design. And today I'm sitting with Mr. Devin Hawkins. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. Um, Just to start things off, man, I just happened to see your story on the news. Right, right. And they were talking about how you started your clothing line and you wanted to give people a second chance at life. So what made you want to start this business? Uh, I'm going to start back where the t-shirts came about. Um, I was in college. Um, I had gotten in a little trouble. I was doing community service. At, at that time, I was studying um, business management. And um, I really got, like I said, I got in a little trouble. And I sat down. I was just thinking, man, to myself, what did I want to do in my life? You know what I mean? What, what did I want to go with it? Mm-hmm. I didn't have no direction. And, I, and at that time, I love fashion. I still love fashion to this day. So I was like, man, everybody's going to need a T-shirt or something one day, no matter who you are. So I just started drawing up my own designs on T-shirts. And then that's how I got into the T-shirt field. Um, when it comes down to the business aspect of it, as far as giving back second chances, um, after I left college, about two years, man, I was trying to find a job so bad, but I had a record. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had a record. I had gotten a little trouble, but I was trying to find a job so bad I couldn't find one. I'd get to the interview. Interview go smooth. You know what I'm saying? They, they say I'm hired on, but then soon my background come back. Oh, we can't hire you, sir. I'm sorry. Right. So that's what really inspired me, man. Cause I know there's other people out there in my situation. You feel me? At the end of the day, people don't break the rules for nothing. They got they, they got they got a family they're trying to provide for. You feel me? So that's what that's what made, really want me to get into the community, man. Into the into the heart of the problem is that I was I I, I experienced it myself. Right. So so you when you started your business at first it started out as just making money and then once you got into your personal situation right. that what made you yeah when, turn it on. Like you said, it was about the money. I'm trying to make some money off the t-shirts. I know everybody's going to need it. But when I got into a real-life situation, it wasn't about the money no more. It was about actually giving people hope, giving people a chance. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, yeah, that's, that's really what it's about, man, because it's a lot of kids out here don't have no, no type of guidance. You know right. what I mean? No type of structure. So, yeah, it's, it's hard for people to, to know what they want to do in life when they ain't got no structure, no 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 guidance, no no mentors, no no nothing, just themselves in their mind. And you said that it uh started for you when you were in you actually in school when you actually got in trouble. What what made you kind of turn to like whatever it was that made you go uh, get in trouble? Um, it's college man, you got college parties and stuff. So one night, um, my dorm, everybody was out partying. I guess I don't know how. I guess my dorm smelled very funny. So I mm-hmm. guess the, the people was winning my dorm, man, and they found all a whole bunch of stuff in my dorm room. I was by myself. So it was all on me. I couldn't, you know what I mean? It was just something I had to deal with. So they they, they kind of gave me a break. I had to do like, what, eight hours community service. Right. You know what I mean? Within that time period, I was like, um, you know how they got the people in the dorms where they have you check in? Like, I was the one of the person where you come in the dorm and got to show me your ID. The RA. They were, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. RA. I was, yep. they, were, they were my community service. So during that time period, during the day, a lot of people don't come in and out the dorm. So I was sitting there for hours just thinking, bro, like real life, self-meditating, bro. Mm-hmm. Wondering what I want to do in my life. I didn't finish college. Then I had, After that semester, I dropped out. And this is what I want to do. I decided right then I want to do something in the fashion world. And ever since then, it's been growing from just T-shirts. It's just been growing and growing and growing to mm-hmm. a whole business now. So how long have you actually been in business? Since... What's the 2018? I say about 2014. When we first, me and my mom first moved to our first office together in 2014. But before then, 
I was going to the flea market and selling stuff out of the truck in my car for two years straight at the flea markets and stuff like that. And then that time, my mom was working at the bell bond under somebody else. So after mm-hmm. that, after she seen what I was doing, man, I really bought, I set my mom down, me and her, by, by ourselves. I asked her what she, I said, Mom, what you want to do? You want to continue to work with somebody or you want to do this on your own? She said, I really, I, I really trying to veer off on my own. So I, I brought my business plan to my mom. Right. And we talked hours again together, man. It just been popping ever since. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you kind of owed it to her because, you know, it was kind of a risk, you know, and of course your mom was always going to be there and help you right. and be there and take care of you and love you unconditionally. But, you know, getting in your situation, did you feel like you owed it to her to at least keep your nose clean? <laughs> yeah, you, well, you hit it right on the money, but mm-hmm. I felt like it was my responsibility because at the end of the day, she tried so hard for me to do right. You feel me? She tried so hard to get me through college. She tried so hard to keep me out of trouble. So like you said, it felt like down there, my responsibility, I got to do something to mm-hmm. solidify my family. You feel me? Right. So so you, you both started at the same time. It wasn't that she had her business established first and nah. then you came on. No, nah, we, started, we started together, bro. Like I said, she was she was working on somebody else as a bail bondsman. You feel me? But she's been doing it for 10, 10, 12 years ever since I was in middle school. So I've seen her mm-hmm. grow within the field. You feel me? So I just thought to it, asked her one day, like, Mom, what do you think about going to business with me? I got these t-shirts going on. You got a bell bond and see the whole plan was to try to help the community. You feel me? Right. And she loved it because then she's a she's a helping person off, off just in general. So mm-hmm. just kind of fell in together. Was it any anybody else that was that you consulted <laughs> with to kind of start this business with, or was it just you already knew from the get go you just wanted to be you and your mom um, doing the business together? That's a good question. Um, at first, at first, I I just wanted to be me and my mom, man, because. She's, she's the one I trust, you feel me? She's the one mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I know she won't try to get over on me. I know she won't try to steal from me, anything like that. So it was just me and my mom. And it's still me and my mom, but we just brought on people from experience. Like, as, as we got as we got set good in stone, mm-hmm. you know, experience is the best teacher, you feel what I'm right. saying? So when we got set good in stone, it just was like a domino effect. People start coming along with us, you feel me? Right. So I feel like as long as we got it, and made an example and actually started doing it, other people will follow. So what kind of skills do you teach your employees at your at your job? Salesman, you could be a salesman. Uh, I teach top of line salesman skills. You could be a machine operator, design work, um oh. office like office organization as far as like data entry skills. Mm-hmm. Um you can become a bail bondsman, like a legit bail bondsman. It's like a whole bunch of stuff, man. And that's just right now with the clothes. You feel me? Mm-hmm. We got other st- entities set up to where you have other opportunities, but right now you can be a machine operator, you become um design, you can be a designer, you become like I said, a data entry person for my mom or a bail bond. Something I wanted to uh that made me kind of curious. I was wondering like how do you find because it's you know it's a lot of people that get in trouble and they and it's unfortunate they can't find jobs. How do you go about finding people to um work for you? Do you do they find you or do you go out kind of both, man, kind of both. When my mom been a bail bomber, she get a lot of people and needed help, but to be real, man, you gotta be within. You gotta be deep within the community. You gotta know your people. You gotta know if somebody need help. You gotta you gotta be within the community. You mm-hmm. can't just be on the outside looking in. Thank you. You go help people on the inside. You gotta be on the inside. So how many do you have working for you right now at this moment? I have uh, three young men right now. Three, three young men. Um, one of them, my brother Jingwan, he's been with me over a year. He's haven't been in trouble since he's been with me. Two other cats, they just came since they got out of jail with my mom, and they just been 
about three months now. They just been staying out the way, stacking their money up, trying to get on their feet. One of the things I also find interesting was that you said that the people that you give a second chance to, you don't want them to stay there and retire at your business. You right. want them to stay there and then move on. Right, right. Yeah, you know I mean, we encourage entrepreneurship. We encourage people to do their own thing because at the end of the day, if you're working for me 15, 20 years, I'm not doing my job. You feel right. me? All I'm doing is making money off you. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I know at the end of the day, you're getting a certain amount of, per week, but that's not enough. You feel me? I know it's not enough because in the, the day when I was working with somebody else, it wasn't enough. So I try to, I try when you, if you come work for me, my thing is I ask you, what do you want to do with your life? Right. As I ask you that question, we set up and we try to take steps to you achieving that goal while working with us. You feel me? I teach you the skills. I teach you the trade with working with me, but at the same time, I try to build you up build you mm-hmm. up like you know what i mean that's just what I, that's just how i am bro and it's important because a lot of times at these jobs now they want you to stay there they want to give you these benefits to keep you there so they don't have this high turnover rate right. the way you were talking to me earlier you was like for you 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 kind of embrace that turnover rate because that means if you have it then you're doing a good thing because right. you don't want them to stay with you long term but right. companies nowadays they want you to stay there 25 30 plus years and yep. then retire it's called the golden handcuffs right Go to hand because you go to a big boy job, they give you fifteen dollars an hour. Now you tied in, you don't even know it. your first check, what you gonna go do? I'm gonna give me a car. Second check, I'm gonna give me an apartment. Now you got a car, insurance, and apartment that you gotta pay for. You ain't even know, yeah. You know I mean, now you tired, you gotta work for them. Right. You feel me? Unless you're gonna lose your house, your car, your whole little setup, mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying? So I'm trying to I'm trying to man, I'm trying to veer away from that, man. I want people to be their own. You feel me? Be their be your own. That's the only way we have the community grow. Right. And so you feel like we've put we invest too much of our time and loyalty into these companies instead of fi- figuring out what we want to do on our own. Right. I mean, that's just the bottom line. bro. If you think about it, man, you got manufacturers with over thousands and thousands of employees. Half of them got degrees. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Well, why y'all not using that to your advantage? Y'all not spent right. thousands, thousands, a hundred thousand dollars in this degree, but y'all going to settle. Work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's backwards to me. You feel me? No offense to anybody, but so what we were saying about the turnover rate. One of the things I, I found interesting as well, and I and I can kind of relate to it. Like you were saying, going to school, getting a degree, and then after you get out, going to work for somebody else. Right. And I and I fell into that category, and you know I've been out of I graduated from Upstate, so I've been out of school for four years now, and then it finally got to a point to where, as I'm working, I feel like man, it's just. Like I've been saying in my other interviews, it's not fulfilling to just keep going up, going to work, picking up a paycheck, right. working for somebody else. And it's right. just like I, I finally got to the point where I'm saying I'm going to finally do something for me and create my own lane like we were talking about earlier. Right. Right. And a lot of times people don't do that. They they stay the safe route and just keep working for somebody else and helping them build their brand. Yeah. I, I, I often wonder why, though. You feel me? That's why. Why? Why, why settle? You feel me? Like, I guess. Me had touched on it earlier with just people scared, man. People scared exactly. to take that chance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you don't ever take that chance, you'll never know. And I'm, I could tell you honestly what really was like kind of like the tipping point for me. Cause if just graduating school, I was I was thinking, I was just kind of like naive. I was thinking, you know, I got a degree, I'm doing things in sports. I should be able to well, my degree should be able to fall in and with ESPN or Fox right. Sports or whatever. So I constantly kept putting into these different jobs and I kept getting denied. And then what finally kind of made me uh, got me to this tip point where I was at work, hated my job, and then I um, put in for another job, and I got a call from actually from uh, Fox, Carolina here. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking to the guy, he said, yeah, everything went well, and uh, we'll be back in touch next week. So then 
just me personally, I just wanted to follow up. So when I did my follow up and I and I spoke with him, he said he was kind of fell behind because they were working on some other projects, but it didn't feel like he was just being honest yeah, with me. So uh, just having that that vibe with him, I was like, okay, I can tell the way this is going. I'm not going to get the job. Right. So I was like, you know what? Instead of just keep trying to bank on these companies, let me create my own lane right. and do and show them what I can do on my own. So that's why I finally started my own podcast. And to be real, bro, that's that's really depressing. Like yeah. knowing you meet the credentials, knowing you to put in the work to get a job, and you still not getting a job. Exactly. That's really depressing on the mind, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, and then I don't know. It could be a reason why people down. You feel mm-hmm. me? That that alone is like if you really think about it, bro. That's really depressing. You got mm-hmm. yeah. I, I spent numerous of times trying to find a job and being told no. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't take it well, so I, I I can only imagine people that's like you said, you finish your school, you got your degree, you feel me, you ain't been in no trouble, still can't get a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's to me, that's wild, bro. That's exactly. I don't know what to say. About it's that. a lot of times I believe it's about who you know because for me, when I like when I was when I was intern and I covered the Hornets, the Panthers, I did I've done NASCAR, so I, I've seen some of the best athletes in the world play right. ball. So when I feel, put in my resume. I just feel like not being cocky or anything, but at my age that I was there, I was 22 at the time. I was like, man, I should be able to, yeah. this experience and everything that I have, my portfolio, I should be able to get it. But I'm just constantly like denied. I'm like, right. man, do, ha- are they really even looking at my resume, looking at the work that I've done? <laughs> I've been in front of the profile. Exactly. I've just been. been in front of the best in the world and still not able to get a job. So I just had to take another route. And I think that's important because people need to finally, I don't, I mean, I always be grateful for what, Working for a job or anything, but don't let that be it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't let it be don't it. Like, like you said, bro, you did. From what I heard, you deserve that job, bro. For them not to give you that job, man, that's, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. there's so many people like that. You feel me? And so many people like that. And that's why I'm here. Like, I want to be able to uplift our people, uplift the minorities. Feel me? Not just black people, all the minorities. You got mm-hmm. Mexicans, you got Chinese people, you got any, even some Caucasian people are minorities. So mm-hmm. I want to lift all those people, you feel me? And if people really want to look at it, that's the only way to keep the economy up. We can't, it's a balanced thing, you feel me? We, right. Rich can't stay rich and the poor stay poor. That's that's unbalanced, bro. You got to balance it out somehow, mm-hmm. you feel me? For As far as your employees go, have you had any of them that have since they've been working for you, kind of still find for some unfortunate reason find themselves getting in trouble, or have they been pretty much kept their nose clean? Um, let me think about this. I could say I had one female work with me. She um she was a salesman. She got in trouble one time working with me. Other than that, nah. Cause I try to, I try to uh brush off positivity. You feel me? I don't mm-hmm. promote negativity. I don't. If you come like I need some money, I need it, bro. No, you don't need to do that. We ain't, we ain't got it right now, but I'm gonna show you how to make it. I'm gonna show you how we can make it. You feel me? We get this is my orders. I give you the money to get what you need done. You feel me? So I try to steer away from breaking the law. You feel what I'm saying? I, I try not to do that. So now, now people that come around me, man, that's that's one thing I've learned from experience. The people who, who you hang around or who you are. So you know what I'm saying? The people that hang around me, I try to promote positivity. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Just so they carry on in their lives. And I believe that everybody personally. They deserve a second chance to to a certain extent. Right. So for you, is it is it anything that you would? Is it something that if they do it, that you wouldn't give them a second chance, or or if not that, just kind of like pause and have to think about it for a right. while. Yeah, is man. You, some, so. def, that's, that's definitely right. Um, you know, some things I just got more. You feel something I just mm-hmm. can't stand for. So that's that's definitely um a, a good question. So yes, 
I don't want to go into like certain things, but mm-hmm. you know, as a you know, right from wrong, you, you right. feel me? You know, you know, a person actually made a mistake, or you know, if a dude really meant to do this, and you know, like you know, you can't rock with that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's definitely like a moral thing with me. Um, I believe in taking chances, man. But as long as you trying, you feel me? As long as you trying, that's that's what really matters to me. Mm-hmm. If you out here continue like doing shit in vain, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. But if you actually trying, this unfortunate. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? What do you think the disconnect is with uh, when you see a lot of our people, unarmed black men, gunned down, or certain instances where a lady was at Waffle House and clothes took taken off or whatever? What do you think the disconnect is with the the community and uh, police officers? That's a good question, bro. Uh, I think the disconnect is communication. I believe personally, if we do more within the community, as in black people, not just like I'm talking about within my community. I don't know what's going on all around. I like I know, but I know mm-hmm. what I don't know what's going on in the streets around the world. But here, within my city, my community, I think that if we try to work with them instead of work against them, you feel me? Try to like, cause we all gotta, we all have to live here. We all have to coexist. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like we beating against each other here all the time. You feel me? Nobody's giving in. Nobody's giving in. But mm. what if we took the time out to try to understand why these people feel this way? Why the police feel this way? Why do you feel that we're endangering you? You feel what I'm saying? Mm. If we got so many activists in the city, so many activists in the community, those need to be the ones to set up community where we actually showing black positivity. You feel me? Instead mm. of black neg- negativity. You feel what I'm saying? We don't, you don't never see stuff for black community get together doing stuff for kids you never see anything new but what you will see is somebody getting shot by a white police officer mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying but you won't see a group of black kids and white kids hanging together mm-hmm. but it, it happens all the time though you feel me they right. just don't air it so I think that in order to, to close that disconnection we have to communicate better you feel me get do you feel like the police do a good enough job of trying to communicate nah. with us nah I don't it's, it's on both sides, man. It's on both sides. They have to understand that we are people, too. You feel me? Just because you got a badge don't make you better than us. Right. You can't talk to us any kind of way. You can't disrespect our elders. You feel me? You don't want nobody to disrespect your kids or your mom, but just because you got a badge on or some type of authority makes it okay for you. No, nah, it don't work like that. I so I feel like it got to be better communication on both ends of the field. You feel me? We got to do it. We, we got to do what we got to do as people to make them not look like, oh, that's a threat. And they got to do what they got to do as an organization to stop gunning people down for no reason, bro. You feel me? That's, that to me, that's, you're getting tired. I'm really, I don't go out no more, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't go out. But no a more. lot of times, you, it seems like for no reason, unarmed black men are, are just yeah. killed or whatever, just walking down the street, you're already a threat. Like we've seen with uh, the instances where the young lady at school, right. they were, the police were called on her, uh, the barbecue that that, that happened. Uh, Did you hear they, about the stuff in California where the little kid got shot 20 times for an iPhone? I didn't see that Yeah, one. man, happened in Sacramento, bro. The kid was in the back of his yard, his grandma yard. Police pulled up in his grandma yard. He had an iPhone pulled out of his pocket, shot him 20 times. And see that it's and it's things like that. So and and that's why another one of the things I want to know from you is: Do you feel like they need to be more in tune with their community and, yes. and do more things in their community that way they can have a better relationship with the people? Right. That's what I was saying. But if you got things, see, this I'm gonna look at, bro. If your aunt and uncle is in the police academy and they and they got a sheriff and stuff, what's the, what's the chance of you getting killed by a police officer? It goes down. You feel me? If you think about it like that on their perspective, these people. 
if you if you can catch what I'm saying, these people got their family members in those positions. They got their family members as a judge. They got their family members as the police. They got their family members as the sheriff. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we have to somehow, some way, get our people in those positions. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But it's it's still possible though for that to happen because they don't know that that your family member may be in law enforcement. Oh, they can. A lot of times that they see your skin color, so they right. already automatically think right. you're a threat. I'm saying it's a majority right now. Mm -hmm. It's a majority, like majority. Like I don't know how to explain it, bro. Majority rules. So if you got a majority of people thinking you're a threat, so what if they change? What if it's not just my uncle's, my cousin, my uncle, my cousin's friend, my uncle's best friend? They all in police academy. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So now it's like it's kind of like we got to even the numbers, bro. You feel me? Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of our people don't don't quote unquote mess with the law enforcement, you feel me? And that's, to me, that's, that's I understand, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, how we will ever change these things? You feel what I'm saying? We don't have nobody as a judge, we don't have nobody as a lawyer, we don't have nobody as police within our community. How can we change anything? That's true. But I, I just think sometimes that just even just interacting with the law enforcement, it's kind of scary now because, because you never know how it's going to go. Right. You like you saying a lot of them don't have anything on them, but for some reason you still look at as as a threat. So it's still, and that's why I say it's up to our activists like do do events like the show like to ease up a little bit. You feel me? Do events to kind of ease up the tension because if mm -hmm. you, if you to me I feel like it's a lot of tension right now within the like within the city. Like like if you see a police officer, you be like. I don't know, but I'm kind of I gotta get on through. You mm -hmm. feel me? Other than that, I done been there, I done been in places where police will stop the whole street, bro. Like I done been in Mississippi where they block the whole street off for a group of people, bro. Mm -hmm. And these black people, they block the whole street off for these group of black people to walk up and down the street all day. We can't do that here, right? You feel what I'm saying? We can't do it here. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had besides the incident at school? Did you have any other kind of uh, negative? interaction with the police at all uh yeah i, I ain't gonna lie i've never been like uh brutalized or nothing by the police but i i have been arrested before it was all my fault you feel me i, I every time i got arrested it was my fault i learned from my mistake you mm -hmm. feel me i don't i really appreciate the officer the arrest but they didn't do anything to hurt me man that's just the, how it is today you feel me mm -hmm. I don't, I, I, but i learned from my mistakes i got arrested you feel me i've been in jail about five times mm. Five times, you know what I mean, I've never been to prison, but I've been in like the county jail. I've been in county jail in Atlanta. Stuck. That really what made me turn my whole life around, bro. When I got there, got stuck in Atlanta for a week. Mm -hmm. I got stuck in Atlanta for a week, bro. And I had a bond. It just they wouldn't bond me out because they was trying to find like little evidence and stuff like that. But that changed my life, bro. A whole week without being able to touch my daughter, see my daughter. Mm -hmm. After that, man, nah, can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's not worth it. It's right. Not worth it. You feel me? At the end of the day, we're for some money. That's what I'm telling you. It's like when you when you when you in the when you experienced it, you know what it takes. You feel me? It was all for some money. Mm -hmm. And then uh, your mom, I know that that was a lot on her. Yeah. How, how how talk about how strong she is because you know going in 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 and out like that, and for her not to give up on you. Can you just talk a little bit about her strength? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So um, just talk a little bit about. Uh, the strength of your mom because you know for the things that you were going through at the time as far as never just give up on you can you right. talk a little bit about your mom right oh uh, you know 
growing up, uh, my mom was a single parent, you feel me? You know, as a single parent, moms always do super, super human stuff all the time, you mm-hmm. feel me? So just growing up, looking looking up to her and seeing what she's been through, man, like, I done seen my mom go to jail and all right in front of my face, and she's still striving, bro, like, she's still going. They can't nobody break her. That's just, that, that's what keep me going, you feel me? And in fact, that she didn't give up on me after going to jail, just like, show me how much love she has for me. So mm-hmm. it's like I felt obligated to give do something in return, man. I just... She just always been there for me. She always encouraged me. She always encouraged my friends around me. She always tell me when I'm in the wrong. She never like she never tells me lies just just to make me feel better. You feel right. me? If I'm in the wrong, she gonna let me know so I can correct it. You feel me? If somebody I'm rocking with that's not all the way loyal to me or righteous, she gonna let me know, man. That's just and I love her for that. Cause right. That's what's kept me going. Kept me going. Were you on child or you? No, nah, I got I got an older brother and a younger sister. That's what you know. What I mean, I got three. Me, my brother, and my sister. That's what, you know what I mean? She just kept us going, bro. Like, she kept all of us fed. All of us went to school. All of us graduated with 3.5 or higher. And she did mm-hmm. all this as a single mom. So, yeah. it just, she's so powerful, man. If you meet her, talk to her, everybody knows she's, like, really cool. She's, like, so caring, so loving. She helped anybody. She she don't even care if you, if you, you know, got over on her. She still try to help you. Right. And, and it's like you were saying, it's almost like they're superhuman because you never know the, the sacrifices that they make for us. Right. And it's like uh, it's amazing how sometimes just by the people that you hang with, they can tell like this mm-hmm. is a good person, not a good person. So for you, how do you how do you know who to surround yourself with? Man, that's a good question. Um, I let people surround themselves around me. It might not sound too good, but I learned through my experience. <clears throat> I can't hop in anybody else's mix. Like mm-hmm. I can't hop in somebody what somebody else got going on because at the end of the day I'm gonna be used as a pawn. I'm gonna be used as something in their game to try to make them better. So mm-hmm. my mom always told me, create your own mix, create your own lane. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And the people that's go rock with you go rock with you regardless. That's right. how, and, that's that, and that's how I've been trying to do, man. Just create my own lane, create my own style and yeah, you know I mean, stay to myself and stay to my family, and my real friends gonna stay around for that because they know who I am. Yeah, have you had to find yourself cutting certain people off along your journey? Oh yeah, I cut a lot of people off. Bro. I cut a lot of people off. Like it, it was to the point to go out all the time, have friends all around me. People, I, people call me, they need rides and stuff. I be there. You know what I'm saying? But when I started doing my own thing, started going the right way, them friends start falling off. Surely, slowly but surely, mm-hmm. you feel me? And when I do pick up the phone and call them and check on and see how they doing, they see there's something bad will happen, but we never connect. So they let me know, don't reach back no more. You feel me? Just keep going forward. And whoever go be there, they go be there. Couple more questions, then we'll uh, change the topic a little bit. But um, far as going back to your business, what kind of things do you look to do in the community? Um, what I'm trying to do within the community is, like I said, give give opportunity to the minorities, man, and, and help smaller businesses to grow. What my business do, we make all promotional items for small businesses as far as like koozies, cups, bandanas, t-shirts, um, mm-hmm. business cards, anything that you need to promote your business. So what I want to do is help those around me that start their own business, promote their business at a good price, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, one of my ideas, we get enough of that coming in, I can't do all that by myself. So now that get me want to open up the doors and employ other minorities to other people in, right. in, in bad situations. Right. And as far as clothes, I know clothing is start starting the whole business venture for you. Right. But do you have any other venture that you look to do outside of clothing down down the line? Yes. Um, like my whole business right now, like my personal my personal 
I want to become a fashion designer. I'm taking a sewing class and learn how to sew and stuff. But other than the clothes, my whole business entity is going to have like a lawn care service. It's going to have a car detail shop. It's going to be like an after school program. And like this stuff like that is going to tie all into my business, bro. Like uh-huh. if, you can get, if you can catch my drift, I want to start. I want to start communicating with kids at a young age until they get out of high school. You feel mm-hmm. me? Because at the end of the day, how I feel, you can't change a grown man how you think. But if you start young, try to mold these kids and they're young, try to teach them the right from wrong with young. See, they didn't teach me entrepreneurship in school. Right. They didn't teach me what I'm going to the, the battles I'm going to have to face of paying bills after school. I want to I wanna open that up to the to our community. You feel me? Those kids mm-hmm. 10, from 10 to 18. If we if we can get those in our door, ten come out the school program. You feel me, bam. Well, now we teach you real life experiences. 12, 13, 14, you learn to trade within the t shirts or whatever we're doing. 16 to 18, you got a job now. You feel me? After that, you can do whatever you want to because we're gonna talk to you from 10 to 18 how to become your own entrepreneur. Right. I think that's a good idea because like I was saying, when I graduated, even when I graduated from upstate, I still kind of felt like I was a little bit of a raw talent because it, I still felt like it was so much that I still needed to learn. And I still feel like that now. Right. Like, just when I sit down with you and, and the other business owners and mentors, I'm still learning so many different things yeah. along the way. So I, I definitely feel like you still need to, to start, if you start off at an early age with entrepreneurship and teaching yeah. them real life skills, it'll benefit the, the youth in the long run. Yep. And that's just how I feel. Because it's, it's hard to change a grown man mentality. If, it, if a grown man been doing the same thing since he was 16, you meet him at 22. The odds of you changing his lifestyle is slim to none. But mm-hmm. if you meet a kid at 10, you feel me, and you're showing him the right things from then and on, but he ain't no telling what he can do. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Now, on on my podcast, um, it started, like I was telling you, it started from me uh, doing sports. Right. So that's how I began my own platform. And then it started doing more and more mentors and business. On. So I want to talk a little bit about sports. Now, you were telling me that you are, you are a sports guy. Right. Uh, you said you are a Falcons fan, right? Yeah. Tell me how you think they'll do this coming season. What? My Falcons, bro, I think we're looking real good this season, man. We got a good um, we got a good receiver out of Bama, man. Mm-hmm. He's really explosive, so it's going to take some of the focus on Julio. You feel what I'm saying? So and then our defense is fast and aggressive, so it just – I think it will be a really good season, man. I think if we can get um, – if we can get Matt Ryan, the new receiver, and Julio on the same page, we'll be good. We'll be good, you man. think Super Bowl this year? Probably not this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be real. Probably not this year. We'll probably make it farther than the playoff, but not, not this year. Probably mm-hmm. within the next two more years, though. We're definitely going back, and we're going to win it this time. Right. I think uh, when I was just looking at it, just the landscape of it, I, I still right now, I think if I had to say, I, I for some reason, I still like Drew Brees right now. Right. Um, I don't like the fact that Mark Ingram uh, suspended for the first four games. Right. But I, I think I would say they would win, win, definitely win the division right now. Then you guys will come behind them. I'm, I'm not the biggest Calvin Ridley fan from Alabama, I, I, but I think he will benefit from playing with Julio right. and having those stud receivers, um, running backs. People forgot Julio from Alabama too. Mm-hmm. So that's like a mentor thing, you feel me? So it's like they, and plus really it's very athletic. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? He's explosive. He's damn near like Julio, just not as good as Julio. Right. Yep. What do so, you think about the Lakers, though, man? Lakers? Uh, I'm a Lakers fan, too. Uh, I'm not the biggest Lonzo Ball fan, but I, I think hopefully he'll he'll be better this next next season. Right. But um, I, I hope hopefully we can get some big time free agents this offseason because we 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 need them if we're gonna do, turn the season around. Do you think us going after all three of the Ball brothers is a good thing? No, and it, it, it won't happen either. It's either. it's too much for one. Uh, 
the, the second oldest uh, was uh, Leangelo. I don't think he they they don't even have him on the, on the radar as being right like, somebody that's being picked up. But I think um, we definitely need to pick some add add some some key veterans if we can. Big name free agent. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't even want to pick up LeBron like no, like they were speculated. Yeah, almost, it's almost done for him, bro. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying because at some point. You just get old, mm-hmm. and you, but the same thing happened with Kobe. And yeah. he, he broke down. That that was it for him. <laughs> yeah, you can't so do I, after so I, I think that um, we need to uh, we'll we'll we got to figure something out. Um, they they're saying Paul George. I ho- hopefully I'm not the biggest Paul George fan. I I wouldn't mind if we could find a way to swing a deal and land Kawhi. Right, but you I'm know, about to say Kawhi would be a better look for us, man. Mm-hmm. Paul George to me, he's too lazy, bro. He, yeah. he he's like on and off so much. Like he kind of remind me of Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay was the same way he came out. Rudy Gay was an amazing athlete, but he mm-hmm. was so lazy. You know what I mean? Yep. Not consistent. So well, it's, it's it's the finals time right now, or the conference finals. So who do you have advancing to the finals, and then who you have winning it all? I got Boston, and I gotta say Golden State. Golden State. Yep. And I see to be real, I see Golden State winning again. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. That's the only that's the only because they ain't got nobody in the East that can like. Yeah, I mean Boston yeah. playing really well. But they had Kyrie and um, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, yep. it'd be a totally different game. You feel me? I think Boston might have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. But they don't have them, so you got Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD. Mm-hmm. That's too much, bro. I still say LeBron will figure a way to, to beat Boston. I just think, you, you have, think so? yeah, he still to me, he's still the best player in the NBA. My cousin did say that, though. Because at the end of the day, the only thing they did was protect home court. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if they had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, like you said, I think it would be a different story. But since he has... This is, since they're not on the team, which they're still playing really well without them, mm-hmm. I just think I still say LeBron, and then of course Golden State, and then once once they run head to head in the in the finals, yep. Golden State will take them out in five games, if, if not sweep them. Coach Stevens, right? Brad Stevens. Coach, mm-hmm. Shout out to Coach Brad Stevens, man. He's mm-hmm. a hell of a coach, bro. Like mm-hmm. you said, he making he beating the best player in the world right now with with no superstars mm-hmm. down there. So shout out to Coach Brad Stevens, bro. Uh, thing. One more thing before we before we start wrapping it up. Uh, top five players in the league, who would you say they are? Westbrook. I got to say LeBron. I'm not a LeBron fan, but LeBron. It's not in order, though. No order. No order. So That's fine. Westbrook, LeBron, KD, Kawhi Leonard, and what's my boy's name? I came up with Giannis. Giannis. Greek freak, yeah, because he that, that dude right there, bro. He's his game has elevated so much since he came. He become a shooter now, he can go out the dribble mm-hmm. and all. So, those are my top five. I still say for me, I've, I've been doing it. I always ask uh, my people I interview for me, my top five right now is still LeBron. I still put Steph number two, right? Um, KD number three, Kevin Durant number three. Um, I have Westbrook number four, and then James Harden five, but. Four and five can switch. I mean, Harden's playing amazing. He's probably gonna be MVP. Right. But that, but that would be my top five. Only thing I say about James Harden, bro, is but he don't play no defense. No defense. Yeah. He let, but he let Draymond Green, but right by him. Mm-hmm. He, but I, hey, on the other end though, can't take nothing from him. But he's a great scorer. Great All right. Scorer. One more, one last thing. Oh, going. Let's go back a little bit back to your business. What do you ultimately want to accomplish? What I ultimately want to accomplish. I want to have a business, I want my business running to where I have at least 20 employees. 20 employees, you know what I mean? My employees will consist of people that need help, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't care about the money no more, man. It's not about the money for me. It's just I want to help people. I want to help. 
our economy. I want to help our community, bro. So if I, like my ultimate goal is to have 20 young adults working with me, helping build their dream. That would be All my right. ultimate goal. Sounds good. Well, Devin, I appreciate you, man. Oh, yeah. Really and, uh, appreciate the opportunity, man. Oh yeah, oh no problem, man. I love seeing what you're doing. Keep doing it, man. I think it's really inspiring and oh, yeah. just giving other people opportunity. Um, before we get out of here, uh, do you give out your uh social media to tell people how they can find you? Okay, uh, my name is Devin Hawkins, D E V I N H A W K I N S. Um, my Facebook page is La Familia, L A F A M I L I A L F. My Instagram name is LaFamiliaApparel285. Um, or my, my personal Instagram is FinesseGuru. Uh, that's really it, man. You can just find me on Instagram and Facebook, man. I'm out here. I'm on 600 B. Lawrence Road, Greenville, South Carolina. I got my own storefront. Come by, check me out, man. If you need anything made for your business, promotional items, anything you need, come check me out. I greatly do anything I can to help you. All right, and there you have it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Till next time, keep chasing dreams. This is Cross the Line Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, sir.